And there's always that moment of, I don't know if I want to call it anxiety, but expectation when you tell someone what you're doing. Mm -hmm. For a while, I kept the fact that I was launching Sphere kind of under wraps. Mm -hmm. And eventually, you do have to kind of tell people, hey, this is what I'm doing, or this is the new thing I'm working on. And because yeah. it's so personal, because it's your baby, you always feel a little bit anxious. You know, what are people yeah. going to think? What are they going to judge me? Like, are they going to judge me? Or tell me what know, to do? Kind <laughs> of, or think that I'm crazy. Right. But unequivocally, from all of my friends and those people who play in that space, they're instantly like, amazing, Danielle. How can we help? Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Spilling the Tea. This is episode four, and our guest this week is Danielle Gordon, owner-operator of Sphere Optometry. Sphere Optometry is a full-scope optometry clinic located in the Westman Village in Mahogany. Danielle and her team are super passionate about delivering compassionate vision to their customers and building a supportive community and network around them. In episode four, Danielle and I dish on how she started her company, her first year as a new business owner, eyeglass trends for 2021, and advice for any new entrepreneur starting a business and collaborating with influencers and other community builders. So without further ado, let's dive into it. So we'll just dive right into it. Amazing. Okay, so welcome. Why don't you give us a quick introduction of who you are and what you do? Sounds good. So my name is Danielle and I am an optometrist here in Calgary and I own Sphere Optometry. We're a full scope purpose-driven optometry practice here in the south end of Calgary and southeast Calgary. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're all about a few main things. We're all about kindness and connection, ocular and holistic wellness, and also giving back on a local and global level. And then lastly, we also harbor a deep love for independent and handcrafted eyewear. And so uh, we're actually here in the shop today and I'm looking around and we've curated a really fabulous collection that I'm, I'm really excited about of independent eyewear from around the globe. So amazing! I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, of course. Thanks for coming on the show. There we go. That's when I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're my optometrist and you are an opt- you've been an optometrist for a number of years. Mm-hmm. So what made you make the jump to opening your own, your own business? Well, it's kind of a, a long and, and circuitous journey. So I graduated, you're right, a number of years ago in 2006 mm-hmm. from University of Waterloo. Mm-hmm. That's actually my hometown. So okay. we, and I met my husband, who's also an optometrist, before we got into optometry school. So we had a, a big choice to make at the end of our schooling. You know, we we're contemplating, you know, do we stay in Ontario? Do we mm-hmm. move out to Alberta? Mm-hmm. And at the time, the difference between optometry and what we could do in Alberta was much greater than we could do in Ontario. So we actually decided to take a leap of faith and move to Alberta back at that time. And we ended up in Edmonton. We're there for a couple of years. Oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to get into this. Being Ontario girl, I, You're like, yeah, I don't get this I, rivalry. I don't the rivalry. <laughs> but you know, and we love our time in Edmonton, yeah. but we... I don't know. We never really got that feeling that it could really be home for us for a long time before going to be Edmonton, away. Like <laughs> <laughs> driving the car. No, I have nothing against Edmonton. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm saying that. Um, and then we moved to Calgary. Actually, moved to Calgary January first, two thousand nine, and I actually yeah. were driving across Memorial flyover at the Memorial mm-hmm. Bridge and the fireworks were going up over the city. So it felt like a really great welcome. I would say within a couple of months, we felt like Calgary could be home. So during that time, you know, Ryan ended up eventually buying into a practice. I had a couple of babies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, during that sort of growing period in your life, you kind of have this little checklist of, you know, what you want to happen and yeah. when, yeah. you know, thinking life actually happens in some sort of order. Yeah. Which you're learning it doesn't. Yeah. But, you know, once we kind of completed our family, the discussion was, well, you know, Danielle, you've always had these dreams of, you know, having an ownership in a business and being able to put your creative ideas into play. What does that look like? And we looked at a couple of avenues, mm-hmm. you know, we were 
in negotiations for a while with joining up in a group practice with my husband. But, you know, when that kind of, when we decided to let that go, I was sort of left with a lot of creative thoughts and ideas and things I wanted to do and really mm-hmm. know where to put them. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up writing this, this business plan for mm-hmm. a mock practice just to kind of get those ideas out of my system. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm going to put this to bed. Yeah. I'm going to write this here. I'm going to file it away. I'm going to move on with my life. Maybe it's just not in the cards for me. And one of the things that Ryan and I like to do is we like to check out show homes. And in particular, the Southeast end of our city is growing very quickly. So there's a mm-hmm. lot of new ones here. Yeah. So we ended up driving to Mahogany, took a look at a beautiful home. And on our way back, we passed by the development that is now Westman Village, where yeah. Spear is today. And what they had advertised on their billboard, I guess is the best way of putting it, is they had an analog coffee, a Diary Deluxe, mm. a few other kind of local retailers that really appealed to me. And we kind of looked at each other and said, if, if ever I was going to start a practice, this would be, you know, exactly where I want it to be, kind of surrounded by, you know, more unique, independent, locally owned businesses. And so... I decided, you know, maybe it's time to drag out that business plan. Let's dust it off, take a look, brush it up. Yeah. And we ended up pitching it to the Westman Village folks and we were accepted. And, you know, here we are a year later, but it's been a wild roller coaster ride. Since Tough year to open a business. <laughs> it's been, you know, it's been interesting. Maybe it's almost better to, to open up in a tough time. Did you it over really made it? Yeah. <laughs> How could it be more challenging than this? <laughs> but you know what? It's even despite those challenges though, Kathleen, it's been honestly, one of the most fun periods of my life. Oh, amazing. Yes, stressful. Yes, yeah. there's uncertainty. Yeah. But to be able just to be creative in this way, to you know develop a space that really speaks to me and represents what I love for, you know, I care to be mm-hmm. has been super rewarding and, and a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. So speaking of COVID and you said like, I mean, owning the first year of owning your own business is already challenging. Then you throw in a pandemic on top of it and you're like, <laughs> okay, let's just go for it. Yeah. So like, how did you, did you have to pivot during COVID? What were some of those things that you had to pivot on? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a really great question. Pivoting in our industry looks a little different because mm-hmm. we're so service-based, right. you know, it's not like we could go completely online, but we did move into being able to service some of our patients who had emergency eye care needs remotely. Right. And that was helpful. I think, so just to clear things up, we weren't closed down completely. That's right. We were still open because we're an essential service, Mm -hmm. but we really pared things down to only urgent eye care just to, you know, keep everybody safe. And DIY has gone bad. (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. Someone gets a nail, nail glue in the eye or something like that. And you're saving the day. That honeydew list is long. So (laughs) we had a few, we had a few folks who were trying to do some DIY projects at home and it went a little bit awry. Um, But other than that, yes, we were effectively closed. So a lot of that time was spent and it was challenging for me because in a time of quiet, I like to be really proactive if I can Mm -hmm. see if I can get ahead in some Mm -hmm. way or tackle some projects that have been on the back burner. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the time was really spent almost being reactionary to all the changes that were coming through the different kind of government provisions that were Mm -hmm. in place. We had to just really figure out what we qualified for, what made the most sense going Mm -hmm. forward. But it was also a great time to look at some of the practices we'd been doing before and seeing how we can make them better. So we changed our online booking platform Mm -hmm. to one that was a lot easier to use. Um, We had to think really carefully about what 
even frame styling of personal shopping looked like on our return. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we were really excited to introduce was kind of a personal frame styling appointment. Oh, cool. I always wanted to play with it. Yeah. But, you know, Westman Village in particular, but most optometry practices will have an element of sort of walk-by traffic. Right. And so sometimes, like any retail industry, you'll have periods where you get slammed with a lot of people and other times that are quiet. And it's really unpredictable in that Mm -hmm. way. But now that we really wanted to be thoughtful about how many people we have in our shop and keeping our patients and friends safe, we opted to book everything by appointment, Mm -hmm. including pickups, including frame styling. And so now we've actually created an experience where someone can come in. Our time is devoted just for them to help them choose their frames. Personalized, individualized. Super personalized. It actually helps us to have a bit more of a prediction of how our day is going to be. Oh, cool. And so that's actually worked really well. And it hasn't really slowed us down too much at all. So that's been great. Yeah. And then otherwise, just being really thoughtful about spacing out our appointments and making sure we're keeping everybody pretty safe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so much. That's like, that's the best thing about choosing our classes, right? <laughs> You're saying they're like this one or this one and this one or this one. So in the topic of the essence of, of glasses and glassware, yeah. what are some of like the top trends in terms of frames like coming out for summer or even I guess sure. for the fall? There's a few that have been really popular kind of for a while. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, having a really bold acetate frame is one mm-hmm. that's been sort of in the mix for a while, but now we're seeing more rounder shapes, mm. sort of more curved shapes. The hipster, the hipster vibe. Um, There's lots of really interesting medals as well. You know, one of our favorite collections is the Kaleos collection. They have some beautiful gold medals that are in play right now. Dutil is another line that we really love. If you're familiar with Dutil Denim Shop, Mm -hmm. Inglewood's the same kind of group. Oh, cool. So they're Canadian made. We love them. Also, Salt has been a really popular line for us. And their claim to fame, they have really classic shapes beautiful sort of translucent acetates and blushes and then always you can't go wrong with an oversized frame kind of like the one that you're wearing now yeah i figure you know if i'm gonna wear glasses i'm gonna just do a I'm little wear more the glasses. Glasses. Yeah. yeah i'm gonna go bold so, <laughs> yeah, that's sort of what I, I, I like to play around with but there's there's lots for every face shape and i think it's what's so special about eyewear is you know you can want to be super bold you can want to be a bit more minimal and subtle mm-hmm. and there's something that's on trend for everybody amazing and how do you feel about color I do like like a pop of color, like a red frame or a green frame. Like, is that your vibe or like your life? Yeah. You know, I'm trying to get there. I'm such a monochromatic dresser. Yeah. Like it's, I need to change. Um, (laughs) But I do like when glasses can be your main accessory. And Mm. there's something so fun about it because really for someone like myself who I tend to like to dress quite understated, Mm -hmm. sometimes I can add a bit more flair with one of my frames that has a bit more pizzazz for yeah. a better word yeah. all of a sudden I look like I really thought about it yeah. <laughs> so and you're like I look so put together yeah, it's really putting me together it's like when some people are very good at wearing red lipstick you yeah know, just a switch of red lipstick can make a look come together yeah same thing with the right eye work and yeah. you just add that perfect little accent that just sets it apart a little face accessory that's right yeah. a little face accessory I like that <laughs> and so you work with a lot of wonderful local influencers like Jessica Jansen Carlene Sampson Michelle Grattan McGratton so how have you been working with different influencers in the community in your marketing and your marketing mix? How has that played into that? Yeah, I mean, how those relationships all came about is actually really special because mm-hmm. for a lot of those uh, ladies you mentioned who've been mm-hmm. posting about Sphere, who yeah. have enjoyed, you know, investing with us, those relationships are all kind of organically born. Okay. So we're all friends from before, or I've worked with them before, I've Amazing. known them before. And there's always that moment of, I don't know if I want to call it anxiety, but expectation when you tell someone what you're doing. Mm-hmm. For a while, I kept the fact that I was launching Sphere kind of under wraps. Mm. And eventually you do have to kind of tell people, hey, this is what I'm doing or 
this is the new thing I'm working on. And because yes. it's so personal, because it's your baby, you always feel a little bit anxious. You know, what are people yeah. going to think? What are, are they going to feel like? Are they going to judge me? Or, tell me what know, to do. Kind of, or think that I'm crazy. Right. But unequivocally from all of my friends and those people who play in that space, they're instantly like, amazing, Danielle. How can we help? Wow. Do you want us to post about it? When can we post about it? And so They're on your level. They're, they're amped. They're, they've been such great yeah. supporters. And I think that's just sort of a real nod to how Calgary is very locally supportive in mm-hmm. general. Mm-hmm. But to have a group of friends and acquaintances who were instantly supportive feels really good. Where I used to work, I was trying to dabble in the influencer space a little bit. because I was learning a bit about influencer marketing. It was all new to me. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to somebody who I didn't know before. Right. And that contract didn't really work out because they sort of had a really high ask, you know, mm. it's going to cost you this much per photo and I'd like product for free. And it just didn't really feel organic and authentic. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, when I launched Sphere, if I'm going to dabble in that world, I really want to be people who are truly, you know, my friends who truly support yeah. the business and to have a group of people who just jumped on board without me having to ask was so exciting. Yeah. I would say that's been really helpful for yeah. us. You know, I think to kind of be friends with people who are also really locally supportive mm-hmm. who kind of walk the walk they get it they, they don't have to explain it. like the why the purpose they're just they're just they're all in totally you know? and they're trusted sources mm-hmm. and so for a lot of people who've come in because of them whether they're friends with them already or follow them on social media mm-hmm. they get that feeling of authenticity and that's kind of what we're all about right. and that's what helps it to feel you know really good and natural and organic 100 and i feel like you also like from a consumer or like a, a user perspective when it's always fun to know like who's friends with, with who in the business, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And know that like, yes, you like are actually friends with Jessica Jansen, who's like such a super human, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Oh cool. They're friends with them or, Oh, they're friends with them. I was on their Instagram and I saw sphere tag and you know, you kind of go down the rabbit hole and then all of a sudden you're like, wow, we really are a small city. Like six degrees of separation totally. is really not even relevant at this point. Like everybody knows somebody. That's exactly it. And I would say for, for anybody who's sort of been on that that team of people who are posting, it's all people that I've known mm-hmm. or that have been linked to others that I've known. Even, you know, our designers here were, yeah. you know, patients and friends of mine from before. Yeah. Everything's just sort of felt so truly supportive because of that, that it's yeah. been a joy to kind of get this started and off the ground. Yeah. 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 It makes it a lot easier too. And it's more fun. Way more fun. Way more fun. <laughs> exactly. So speaking of influencer marketing and marketing, yeah. what would you say is one of your number one tactics that you use for amplifying Sphere's message to your audience? This is where I could use to learn a little bit myself. <laughs> you know, when you say, what's my biggest tactic? I'm really just flying by the seat of my pants. I'm being completely yeah. honest with you. Yeah. So I do our, our Instagram on our social and really, and I don't plan it out. I know someone's going to be rolling over in their bed thinking, what is she doing? I don't plan it out. I don't use Hootsuite. I've tried. I really should, but I kind of just post what I'm feeling that day. Right. And, you know, I play with hashtags like everybody else. Yeah. But I think, you know, and maybe there's better ways that I could amplify it. But I think for me, where I have the most fun is collaborating with other people. Mm-hmm. I love the creativity that's born when two people from different areas completely can come together and create something really neat. Mm-hmm. And that's where I get a lot of my energy from. Mm-hmm. And whenever I've been able to do something that's, you know, supporting or working with or joining forces with right. someone else that's like-minded in the community, that's always helped to sort of bring more positive attention to what we're doing here. Yeah. And, and so... I think, you know, when we talk about marketing, really all it really is is communication. It's connection. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, how do you relate to the community around you? And when I think about it that way, 
it really helps me to post things that are true to us and mm-hmm. our values and, and what we really stand for. And 100%. I think if it resonates with someone, hopefully that'll bring them to their doors and we can, you know, help them out and take care of them. So, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, that's one of the number one things that we do at Local Laundry is collaborate. Like we just, anyone that is like-minded or has similar values, mm-hmm. you know, has that mission of supporting and building that community, that community side of things. It's just a no brainer. You're like, yeah, let's hang out. Let's create content. Let's, Let's launch a new product or let's, you know, do a podcast together. Let's get you yes. on a guest blog. Like there's so many avenues now that I'm finding, like as I become more integrated and more entrenched in the business that you're like, okay, let's pull you in in this direction. Let's get you to do a podcast. You create that piece of content and then that content then can be leveraged on all different forms of media, like our email list and our social following and all that's and like on our website, of course. And then you're diving into, you're like, do I take this back into like the podcast stream <laughs> on iTunes, on Spotify, on SoundCloud? And then you're like, oh, I someone found me on this place. And you're like, I didn't even know that our podcast was on that channel. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is amazing. You know, it just it just adds to that virility of like that message, you know, and where people find that message yeah. and how they relate to it. And then that creates that really positive two-way relationship that people can make those decisions easily about coming into that brand community. Then it's just, you know, it comes right down to like, hey, I'm going to come and book an appointment. That's one good way of putting it. You know, I've noticed that about local laundry. I think what's so neat about Calgary, so I'm from a smaller town, like Waterloo was small when I was growing mm-hmm. up and my husband's from a tiny town, is that, yes, a six degrees separation for sure, mm-hmm. but Calgary is such a big city and we're so locally supportive. Totally. And I feel like that's the energy that local laundry's really tapped into that, you know, Shame really attracted blood. me to that brand. But it's true, though. <laughs> and I remember coming across your brand a number of years ago. And that's why I think I find it so appealing is because it really just sort of puts into physical form a lot of the way Calgarians feel and support their community. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I want to applaud and take the chance to applaud local laundry for everything they do. Because really, it's that kind of community building that is necessary at all times, but especially in a year like this. Yeah. That's what's really, it's that kind of energy that's really keeping people alive and keeping people, you know, a little bit more positive than I think that otherwise be. Yeah. Yeah, we're just the best. And uh, you know, that's the that's the <laughs> episode. So that's all there is to say. No. <laughs> Thank you very much for saying that. I swear that was not in my show notes. <laughs> Um, thank you. That, that's, that's very, very sweet. You know, I'm like, it's a lot of Connor and Dustin, they've had a, this mission of building and supporting the community, everything that we possibly do, everything that we launch, everything that we, that we create is all for that. And so it, over the last four years that I've been with the company, really understanding and seeing that how that has translated, you know, between relationships, between photographers, online, offline, it, it, it is amazing. And it is something that, you know, we can toss around the word community, collaborating, authentic, genuine, but to actually like feel those meanings and have someone that I didn't probe to say that, say that to me (laughs) is really, you know, that is really really wonderful. So speaking of all that, what is the best advice that you've ever been given? That's a great question. You know, and I can't say that I could ever put my finger on the source, but Mm -hmm. I feel really lucky that I've been surrounded by a lot of really supportive people Mm -hmm. and particularly supportive women who are in the small business community. And, you know, for a lot of us stepping out into the unknown is a little bit scary Mm -hmm. and putting yourself out there is really daunting. Mm -hmm. And I think if you told me that I'd be starting a practice at this point in my life by myself, Mm -hmm. I would have thought you were crazy (laughs) by myself. And it's been so great to be surrounded by people who just say, you know what, you know, I'm doing big things too. And I'm doing it in the face of being nervous. I'm doing it in the face of fear of the unknown. Right. You know, you don't have to feel completely comfortable 
to do it. And then you get that kind of support when you do launch and try something new. So I would say that's probably the best advice is, you know, if there's something you want to do, even if you're feeling a little bit nervous about it and you're, you're not feeling completely certain about the outcome, you may as well go for it. We get one crack at this life, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no sense in holding back. And I think what this pandemic period has probably taught a lot of us or maybe reminded us about is the uncertainty that's inherent in life. We don't know what's coming around the corner. This mm-hmm. is just an example of it. Right. So you may as well go for those big dreams, go for those ideas. And you know, what's the worst thing that can happen? Right. Give right. it a go. Give it a go. Give it a go. That's yeah. amazing. I love that. And so now just circling back, like one of the, would you say like navigating through the pandemic has been like the biggest challenge that you've faced so far? I would say I'll put that right up there. Yeah. Yep. Like, That's top three. <laughs> That's getting up there. I mean, I think for me, launching Spirit and sort of cutting it by myself, there's been a huge growth curve. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that really... So, I mean, you go through optometry school and you learn all about physics and biology and healthcare and mm-hmm. how to be a good clinician. Mm-hmm. We had a class, I think, for about half an hour a week mm-hmm. for one semester mm-hmm. on everything business. That was from how to read a contract to how to hire people. And it was so brief. So really, this has been just a massive learning curve yeah. for me. And I think, you know, the pandemic, I guess, sorry, you're going to cut this out. I totally forget what I was going with that. I totally don't remember what the question was. <laughs> I got up on a tangent. No. You said it was going to happen. It happened to me. I'm so sorry. No, no. I'm so sorry. No, my God, don't say sorry. <laughs> what would you say is one of the biggest challenges you face so far as a brand? Okay. Yeah, I mean, the pandemic's a big one, mm-hmm. I think. Quite frankly, this has been happening to me in isolation. Mm-hmm. My head will be popping off. Right. But to know that every business in Calgary, every family in the world is going through the exact same thing. That's is a pretty crazy thing, right? Unique. Yes. It's, it's insane. Knowing that you're not alone, right? Like it's not like you can you can escape this. Like every single piece of the entire world is, is going through this, right? Completely. Yeah. Some businesses are busier than ever. Mm-hmm. Some are slowing down. Big businesses aren't immune to this. Mm-hmm. It's just really incredibly unique time. Mm-hmm. I think really the biggest challenge is, is kind of probably what it's always been. You know, how do I create value? Right. How do I, you know, create an experience that people really love? Right. How do we keep everybody safe? Totally. How do I create a wonderful team. I think those are the same challenges before the pandemic. Just mm-hmm. now it looks a little bit different. A little bit different. Yeah. That's what we thought too. When we first, when we, the pandemic hit and then we were like, okay, a lot of people probably aren't going to be spending the same amounts of money that they are, but they were transitioning to purchasing things online. And then we thought, okay, how can we meet customers where they're at right now? Whether they're suffering a huge loss, whether they're, you know, they're really thriving in this atmosphere, whether they're just uncertain, mm-hmm. how can we provide value, like you said, and then meet people where they're at right now, which I think you guys are doing a fantastic job, like personalizing, oh, taking one-on-one meetings, you know, limiting the amount of people that can even be in the space, mm-hmm. but you're meeting people where they're at. They, people always want individualization. They always want to feel like they're the, the, the number one priority. Mm-hmm. And then taking that approach, I feel like is a really good way to find that light when you're like, what the freak are we going to do now? (laughs) Well, a little bit. And I think retail experiences can be fraught with emotion. Mm -hmm. Everybody talks about buying a bathing suit and how awful that can be and the reasons why. (laughs) And and how do you make that experience less painful for people? And interestingly, I can't remember where I resource information, but apparently buying eyewear and Mm -hmm. eye care experience is really nerve wracking for people. Mm -hmm. They're worried about their vision. They're worried about eye disease. They worry about investing in eyewear and in creating sphere and thinking about even the design of the space. I really wanted to create a place that felt like you could feel at home, like you could just feel peace totally. and calm and just 
this yeah, I feel like here. Yeah. I'm looking around. Quite frankly, this is how I put my host look. So yeah. that work is actually kind of nice because my host does not look like this. <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm living, living my interior decorating dream. But how would you describe the like the is it like Scandinavian sorts of like thank you for telling that. That's yes. what I really wanted. Oh, yes. Bless. I love Scandinavian design, just really easy on the eyes, peaceful, yeah. largely monochromatic. Yes. It's a great backdrop for, you know, eyewear, etc. And then I also really want to set the stage for a really calming experience, mm-hmm. you know, and I think at any point in time, people are looking for that. They're looking to have someone who knows them by name, who really wants to take care of them, who remembers mm-hmm. things about them and who takes into account their lifestyle and making decisions or recommendations about their eyewear or, mm-hmm. or eye care devices. Mm-hmm. But now, especially after a time of social isolation, and I think, you know, we can't minimize how much much of there's blessings in this pandemic and opportunities to be taken to slow down and be mm-hmm. reflective for a lot of people. It's really anxiety producing. Mm-hmm. They've lost social connection. Mm-hmm. And so to bring people back into the fold, we hope to kind of keep being motivated to sort of provide that really high touch experience. Yeah. 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 Love that. Love that. Well, I won't take up too much more of your time. So I will just ask you a couple more questions. Yeah. So what kind of new exciting adventures you can have coming up for the rest of this year? Well, you know what's funny? Also, a lot of those new and exciting adventures involved mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully hosting events and collaborating that <laughs> way. So that does not look nearly the same. Yeah. But we're trying to figure out ways to sort of provide a bit of excitement online through social. You know, so pay attention to our feed for mm-hmm. little opportunities. We may have some in-store promotions or, cool. or sales coming up in the fall. Yeah. Um, we have our eye on a few more eyewear lines we'd really love to bring in. Mm-hmm. So when those launch, we'll be sure to announce on our social. Yeah. And yeah, a couple of things in the works that I'm kind of working to flesh on right now, but you know, pay attention. Those should be coming up soon. Amazing. And the last thing we wanted to ask was about your fit to read program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a real passion project. Yeah. You know, that launched a few years ago. Yeah. And what I really wanted to do was to find a way to connect books with kids. Yeah. And I love Calgary Reads. I love what they do. I love their mandate. And so now that program's turned into a way to collect books on behalf of Calgary Reads and donate it to them. Oh, fantastic. So every fall we run a book drive and well, quite frankly, we collect books all year round, but we really mm-hmm. have a big push in the fall to collect mm-hmm. books for kids. Mm-hmm. And so this past year, through the help of some amazing patients and friends, we collected over 3,000 books to donate to Calgary wow. Reads, which was huge mm-hmm. and great. And it felt so good to do. And now that, you know, I don't know if book collection looks the same post-pandemic. You know, those have been in people's homes. I don't know um, if those are safe to collect anymore in the same way, mm-hmm. but certainly we'll look to financially support the Fit to Read project and Calgary Reads in particular mm-hmm. going forward, because I really do feel like there's so much importance that we need to kind of derive from education. It is, it opens so many doors mm-hmm. and where does that start? It starts with reading. Right. And if we can create a community full of joyful readers, I think that really does change the fabric of our community and hopefully a Fit to Read project helps to play a little role in that way. Fantastic. I love that. Yeah. Um, last thing is how can our listeners and community continue to support you and Sphere Optometry? Sure. I mean, definitely follow along yeah. um, with what we do. We're on social at Sphere YYC okay. on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Reach out to us on those platforms. Mm-hmm. We're always happy to engage. Uh, certainly if you're looking for an eye exam or an eyeglass refresh, absolutely. Or if you're wanting to collaborate in some shape or form, let us know. We're always up for new ideas and fun things. Perfect. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, that is everything. Is there any final thoughts or anything you want to leave everybody with? You know, I just want to say thank you for having me on. This of has been a ton of fun. This Amazing. is my first real podcast. So I'm <laughs> excited to be here and you know, keep the good work on behalf of local laundry. This has oh. been a great experience. And thanks for coming to our space. Of course. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have you on the show. Thank you. Well, that has been Spilling the Tea Podcast. We have officially spilled the tea with Danielle. And we will see everybody in our next episode.
Spilling the Tea podcast is brought to you by Local Laundry. Made for creators, influencers, marketers, and entrepreneurs, each episode we spill the tea on new marketing tips and tricks while laundering insights from guests and hanging local laundry insider secrets out to dry. Wash up on your marketing, creating, and influencing know-how and stay tuned for new episodes and weekly chitter-chatter. Chatter.